This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Tuesday. I think it's a Tuesday. Hold on. Let me let me verify that. Yes, it is Tuesday, April 27th. <laughs> My schedule is all mixed up. We got a fantastic show for you. Tonight, the FBI has launched a civil rights investigation into the killing of Andrew Brown, whose family has called it an execution. We're going to hear from the family. We're going to see footage from a security camera from across the street. Still waiting on the body camera footage to be released. Clearly something is going on with that police department. We're going to talk all about that. Plus cops have been caught on camera mocking their brutal handling of a woman with dementia in the trove of stories that we covered last week about cops using excessive force. I didn't have time to get to the woman with dementia that they threw down. New video has surfaced as of today of the cops in the in the in the precinct watching the video and laughing about their actions. Plus we're going to delve into the allegations against John Kerry. Right wingers are going nuts. They think they have the smoking gun. I'm not real sure what's going on. So I don't know if there's anything actually there. Apparently there is some leaked audio reported on by the New York Times. We're going to talk about that. But there's another uh, scandal that's not a scandal going around in right-wing circles. One involving uh, Vice President Kamala Harris and her book. Apparently she's been accused of handing out books and some kind of migrant care package bullshit. Once again, I think the right wing just made something up there. We're going to delve to the bottom of that. Plus, cops and right wingers alike are trying to take shots at the goat. We've got multiple videos of right wingers trying to come at LeBron James. And Republicans are anti <laughs> That should make you instantly happy. I, I probably have some memes that I can break out if you need a good laugh before we get started here on the show. Not as many upsetting stories tonight, at least. Still a couple of upsetting stories. Chauvin's, uh, Chauvin's sentencing has been delayed. I'm not sure the reasoning on that. I did not pick that story for the docket tonight. We've got too much other stuff to talk about. So I'm not exactly sure why they have delayed his sentencing, but it's been pushed back, I think a month. But kicking it off tonight, the FBI has launched a civil rights investigation 
into the Andrew Brown shooting. This happened in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. The FBI has launched a federal civil rights investigation into the shooting death of Andrew Brown Jr. by Pasquatank County deputies. FBI spokeswoman Shelley Lynch confirmed to the News and Observer on Tuesday the investigation by the FBI's Charlotte Field Office. Pasquatank's sheriff deputies shot and killed Brown, 42, on April 21st while they were trying to serve a drug crime-related warrant. The Brown family on Monday was able to see 20 seconds of body-worn camera footage capturing his death. So, first of all, this is street camera video showing the officers arrive at the scene. So now, Brown's residence is going to be down this way, I do believe. This is like a neighbor's security camera footage. Look how many fucking cops roll up on this guy. Driving erratically. Uh, I don't know what's up with the camera here. This shows the... Just people driving like madmen on a residential street. Oh, the in the Chauvin case? I assume on the grounds of the ruling by the court previously that had been overruled. So let's hear from the family and what they have to say after viewing the footage yesterday. We want Sheriff Tommy. These are activists out in front of the courthouse. We're going to hear from the family here in just a second. They know the pressure is coming. We are just the front line. The the autopsy reports are about to be announced. We need everybody to quiet down. Thank you. What our preliminary autopsy report shows is that there were five penetrating bullet wounds to the body of Andrew Brown Jr. These bullet wounds, according to the autopsy, were more or less glancing shots. They were not fatal shots. So he was able to back up as these shots were coming into the vehicle. He was able to back up, turn the vehicle around, spin off across a vacant lot, and at that time, he was hit in the back of the head here, and that is the fatal bullet wound that was described in the death certificate. We're going to also find out that there were shots into that vehicle after it crashed into the tree and after he had been hit in the back of the head. Well, violence is not the key. Not but oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they oh, emptied man. clips into him. Yesterday, I said he was executed. This autopsy report showed me that was correct. Those three gunshots to the arm, that weren't enough? That weren't enough? You, It's obvious he was trying to get away. It's obvious. And they gonna shoot him in the back of the head. That, man, that's not right. That's no, not that right. shit's not right. Like, 
it really got to change for real. Yeah. Like. And you saw the way they pulled up on there. Onto his property. They were out to just go in there and be cocksuckers. I I am tired of police acting like that in the United States. Once again, another person questioned me today on a thread. Oh, where in the Constitution does it say that the cops can't uh, kill somebody? Literally in the Fifth Amendment, motherfucker. Read it. This is painful for this family. This is painful for this community. We came up here yesterday, as Khalil said, and we told you it was an execution. People were questioning, well, you know, what about this? What about that? It was an execution. Don't fucking matter. It was an, it was an execution. This unarmed black man, and that is painful. And we are tired. Absolutely. Uh, j- <sighs> the Constitution is a document that outlines what the government can't do to the citizens. And I'm tired of right-wingers who say they are for the Constitution, who stand up for the Constitution, never actually standing up for the Constitution. Like this woman who had her rights violated. First, we're going to see the video of the incident... Remember, this is a woman with dementia. She was at Walmart. I believe it was 13 or $14. She was accused of stealing the goods. She just had it on her person and forgot to pay for it. When they stopped her at the door, she offered to pay, and they just took the shit from her. Kicked her out of the store and called police on her. Remember, this is a woman with dementia. So, content warning about what we're getting ready to see. Right now? No, no, no. Okay. Let's stop. Come on. Come on. I'm going An arrest captured on body camera. 73-year-old Karen Garner pushed to the ground three times. On the ground. Now we're seeing that video in a completely different way through the reaction of the officers that arrested her. Newly released video shows officers watching that body camera video and laughing. At several points during this hour-long clip, they laugh. Pieces of shit. Fist bump and joke about the incident. A lawsuit filed against the Loveland Police Department alleged Garner had multiple injuries. And God damn it, I'm tired of a tax as a taxpayer paying for these asshole fucking cops. Constantly having to pay out settlements from the city to cover their asses for the shit they do. It's disgusting. In the video, officers seem to acknowledge she... I hope she gets millions. Ready for the pop. (laughs) 
Garner's attorney says her client was in custody for several hours before she received any medical attention. What's going on at this police department for somebody to act like this? What's wrong with their culture? You have to see it to believe it, right? And, and when, you, when you do see it, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I very much It's not just one police department. It is all of them all across this country. We're not going to have time to get into it tonight, but once again, Louisville. The DOJ opening an investigation into the Louisville Metro Police Department. Just numerous, numerous violations of citizen civil rights. I even forgot until I watched the Vice piece from a couple nights ago about David McAtee, the restaurant owner in Louisville who... The National Guard shot and killed during the protest in his own restaurant because they were just firing aimlessly into a side lot. Fuck the Louisville Metro Police Department. It is all police departments. It is all cops. I keep trying to tell people. A cab, bitches. Was going on. Loveland police could not provide any further comment. When we interviewed the chief earlier this month, he said he just found out about the incident when the lawsuit was filed. He had not had that information of the serious bodily injury allegations until yesterday. He promised a thorough investigation. The district attorney and Fort Collins police are looking into it. Leave no stone unturned. It's very important to do that. Public trust and law enforcement have to go together. Anytime that fractures, uh, that, that is a, a situation. They've been raping kids and covering it up. I have no trust in them. Has dementia, tried walking out of a Walmart with $14 worth of merchandise. A soda and laundry detergent. But you know, I'm sure the right wing has an honest assessment of what's going on with police. ...about what happened in the Makia Bryant incident in Columbus, Ohio. Republican Senator from Louisiana, John Kennedy... Old Lady Kennedy! What's up, Senator Old Lady Kennedy? ...videos that are out there, Senator, you know, of cops saying, oh, guys, please stop stabbing each other. Hang on, uh, let me... LeBron, what should I do in this case? What do you? What's the proper way to handle it? If it wasn't for the heroism of that officer... The girl was dressed in pink, the young woman that was pinned to the car, and the girl loaded up with that knife, about to plunge it, then thrust it into her body, would have been stabbed. I notice that he goes into great pains to describe that while, like, you know, there was a man kicking a woman, trying to kick her in the head, right next to this cop. I brought that up so many times. Yes, fuck Kennedy indeed. And the girl loaded up with that knife, about to plunge it, then thrust it into her body, would have been stabbed and likely would have been killed. And then you saw LeBron... And likely would have been killed! Thoughts. Um, Cops have about 60 million encounters with Americans every year. When uh, someone is hurt... Um, before we assume, there's this thing called asking. There's this thing called an investigation. Uh, the Wokaristas don't want to just... Wokaristas! That's a new one! Into them. They need to get the facts. 
At least to me it is. Let me, let me state a few propositions that I think reflect common sense and with respect to which most Americans, other than the Wokeristas, agree. Uh, number one... I am not high enough for this shit. ...happen to be black. Do not get up every day and go to work hoping for the opportunity to hurt a person of color. Number two, cops are necessary. If you support defunding the police, you t- have tested positive for stupid. Number three, it is immeasurably foolish. If you support police after all that I show you on this show, I've gone through it time and time again. Cops have no duty to protect. Cops discriminate against candidates with high IQs. Over and over again, I've shown you whole police departments that are corrupt. If you don't support defunding the police, you have tested positive for stupid. You've tested positive for moron. And Senator Kennedy is certainly a moron. To resist arrest. What's up, Tones? You came just in time. End badly, even if no one is hurt. You can't win. The government has the bomb. It's very dangerous. Don't resist arrest. And number four, and this is just me personally, if you are a cop and you see someone about to stab me, I would personally appreciate it if you would stop them. Shoot them if you have to. I don't care who they are. I don't consider that police misconduct. I wish, I wish there was a situation where Senator Kennedy was about to get stabbed and that there was a cop just shooting wildly around it. I I would, I would love for that situation. I would pay, pay good money to see that. I consider that saving my life. I, you, you have coined the term, which I find interesting, woke easters. Now, woke easters. In my opening monologue tonight, talking about police and did I say did I say something in the in a in a manner? The number of shootings. Who is worse than Kennedy? John Hannity. In Chicago, this there's weekend. plenty worse than Kennedy. Uh, in New York City, 50 people shot. <laughs> yes. 46 separate incidents. Uh, by the way, three died in Chicago, and um, a surge of 250% seven-day period of time, 50 people shot. They've, they've got words they can just throw out. Honestly, just Chicago, Venezuela, socialism. They've just conditioned like like Pavlovian dogs, their audience. Because then, like, they'll talk to you. Right-wingers will, will come and talk to you. And they'll just say that, like, Chicago. And they'll expect you to be like, yeah, you're right, Chicago. And not just look at them like they're fucking stupid. Or tell them that my home state of Alabama has a higher per capita crime rate. Any of the people shot this weekend? And you are defending yourself with a knife. If you call the cops, you should expect them not to shoot you. I haven't. I've looked them up. But I don't think anyone else will will likely never know any of their names, will we? I just like, I can't imagine that you want to have people 
armed by the government, because these are the same people that think the government shouldn't be running your health care, but they think that the government should be allowed to arm people and let them come out shooting wildly within 10 seconds of exiting their vehicle. That's perfectly sound to Senator Old Lady Kennedy. No. And it no, it's not. You're right. It's not, Kennedy. Just edged out Chicago as the world's largest outdoor shooting range. Uh, what? I mean, what, 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 it's terrible, Sean. It's horrible. But our, our uh, post-journalism in our post-journalism world, many members of the media have a narrative, and they only want to cherry-pick and pick instances which show cops at their worst. Um, I've said it before. If you hate cops just because they're cops, then uh, feel free to call a... Hey, 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 Senator Kennedy, I do whole shows on this every fucking night. I don't hate cops just because they're cops. I hate cops because they cover up child molestation, plant meth on people, shoot innocent black people, shoot innocent white people, they shoot innocent native people. And that doesn't get enough attention. Like, per capita shootings, it's black people, then it's like native people. I Fuck the cops. Whole departments have had to be disbanded. One in Baltimore was planting toy guns on people that they shot. Fuck you, Senator Kennedy. I don't just hate the cops because they're cops. That is ignoring all of my arguments. Criminal, call a meth head the next time you get in trouble. I will! I will! I would never fucking call a cop. Most Americans accept that most cops are uh, are bad people, are racist. They don't get up every day going to work hoping they can hurt somebody. Most of them get up every day and go to work and hope hope they can themselves come back home alive. Anyone, anyone that says that has never met a fucking cop or interacted with a cop. You know, I have two questions for LeBron James. First question is simple. And that it's, LeBron, if it was your daughter that was pinned against the car with the girl loaded with the knife about to be thrust into your daughter, what would you want the cops to do there? And the second question I have is related to the last question I asked you, which is... LeBron, do you know the names of everybody that was shot this weekend? And why is there a priority only on the much smaller subset of killings and shootings that take place in society? And that being the full focus whenever the police are involved. And by the way, because I pay for the police when the police shoot and kill, especially an innocent person, but even a guilty person it is a violation of the Constitution. Sean Hannity. Some rando murdering somebody down the street is a tragedy. But I am assuming that the cops who you say are good are out there actually doing their job and trying to arrest the person who committed that murder and bring them to justice. When cops do it, there's no justice. Because they're in with the DAs. They're in with the judges. They receive preferential treatment. They lie on their police reports over and over and over again. 
Just like in Knoxville, we know for a fact that nothing, nothing that happened in that Knoxville, uh, in Austin East High School's bathroom, nothing that happened that day is anything like what the cops wrote in their police report. And that is the, the, the same thing over and over again, department through department, that tells me that they are all corrupt. What exactly is the point of the Second Amendment if you can't defend yourself? You're, you're exactly correct, Tones. These are the same people who would argue that stand your ground would apply had it been a white person. Many big cities now have majority-minority police forces. Well, Sean, They're bastards, too. Police misconduct should be punished. And police I agree with that. Police I misconduct agree. Do you? Look at the numbers. Let me say it again. Every year, cops have encounters with 60 million Americans. 10 million of them are arrested. In 2 million cases, cops either have to use force or threaten to use force. Now, if, if, if our friends in the media... Look, look at the numbers. That doesn't happen in any other country. No other country kills its citizens. The way our cops do. Kennedy. We'll cover every one of Kennedy. And be fair about it, but they are they are cherry picking. I don't know what the investigations in North Carolina and Ohio, and Ohio will show, but, but before we cannonball into conclusions and assume it's racism, we ought to have an investigation and understand it's not representative of every case. Every- oh, God damn. But you keep saying that time and time and time and time again, and we keep having the same instances over and over and over again. Yeah, that was an that was an interesting caveat or whatever whatever you'd like I to have call LeBron it. There. Call myself so, right away. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad they brought up LeBron James. Right wingers keep trying to dunk on him. This was a cop that went viral dispatch i've arrived at that disturbance we have lebron call my cell phone right away please thank you excuse me sir excuse me no can you put the knife down please sir sir no 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 sir don't stab it no no stop stabbing stop oh, hold on hold on it's lebron lebron hey yeah it's me again listen i'm out here at this disturbance call and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife what do you think i should do why does that matter what 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 Wow. Kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you Oh, your straw man doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He had some copyrighted music, the fucking TikToks. That's why I hate playing TikToks. Even OJ Simpson getting in on the LeBron bashing. You know I love playing OJ fucking videos. He cracks me up. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Tough morning listening to all the criticism that LeBron uh, James is getting. Um, I'm a fan of LeBron. I admire the work that he's done, how he's helped his community, and how he's helped his friends uh, 
And I've been fighting all of these social issues, especially- You make an excellent point, Tones. There's gonna be nobody to stab anyone if the cops shoot everybody. ...that of systemic racism in the legal system and with the police departments around our country. But you can't fight every battle, you know? You can't, uh, you gotta pick your battles. I mean, it's a war that must be fought. O.J. Simpson! To ...take your time and be a little more patient Talking about picking your battles. He was like, you know, I didn't pick my battles. I should never have tried to get that sports memorabilia back. If I if I just left it at the couple of murders, I would have been all right. It was the break in that got me. You gotta pick your battles. OJ knows. This one. Uh, LeBron should have waited. Uh, I'm a little upset with most of the media because they showed us edited versions of what took place with the girl with the knife. They made it sound as if this was another police officer uh, overreacting and killing a young... It was! It absolutely was! What I saw when I saw the full tape, the police... uh, As an authority on stabbings, exactly. He responded. We wish he could have pulled a taser. We wish he could have done it uh, in another way. But in that instance, if he hadn't done what he did, it appeared to me if another young American would have had her life taken. I just, I can't believe that he has the audacity to record videos on these issues. (laughs) Talking about stabbings and shootings and killings and shit. Fucking OJ. I love it though. Please don't stop. So, there was a black cop that went viral wanting to have a one-on-one with LeBron. So, let's listen to him. He's got an Aerosmith shirt on, so he clearly doesn't have good taste in music. Everybody's hurting right now. Uh, and not only is everybody hurting, people are also being... This is this is Dion Joseph, a police officer in Los Angeles, is what it says. Gaslit. They're also being put together, and everybody's in their own silo or their tribe. And when we begin to tribalize, bad things start to happen. Uh, and uh, it's just really unfortunate. So uh, I just really wanted to... I would, they've got some sort of music under him, and this is a Fox News piece. This, like, I'm not on some other site. This is Fox News. This is weird that they've got dramatic music under him. That's not news. That's, that's really bad propaganda. This was published five hours ago. We probably want the same thing. We want to save lives. But there's ways to do it without creating or widening, widening the chasm. I don't want to call him irrational because if I wasn't a police officer and all I saw 24-7 on social media and on the radio was that the police are out to get black people, police hate people. Of color, wow. Over and over and over again, I probably feel the same way. So I was LeBron James before I became a police officer. So I want the, the oh, yeah. towards him uh, to stop because... You've got to say shit like that. Is also a victim. Or otherwise, they'll treat you the way they did uh, Chris Dorner. Guided to a thought because that's all he was exposed to. So very same police department. You know, so happy that a cop is coming against LeBron. That needs to stop right now. That's not what I'm about. Uh, I'm not about calling him out or laying him out. I'm about hoping that we can sit down like men and have a civil conversation and understand and humanize each other. Uh, that's the main reason that I reached out the way that I did. Uh, uh, he's a 
I think he's a good human being. The things he's done for children, uh, I think is incredible. And man, uh, when people were giving him flack, I said, dude, this is a really good dude right here. Now, of course, I didn't like what he said, but I feel like in my heart that, you know, there's hope if if not he and I. Oh, you didn't like what he said. Done can spark dialogue across the nation where cops and communities can start sitting down again and humanize each other once again. That's That's so important. It's so fucking weird that a cop is talking about humanizing each other. You don't treat the citizens of this country as if they're human, sir. You treat everybody you see as if they are guilty. I know it for a fact. I see it over and over and over again in police interactions. You're you're probably coming at the best time. We've got past all the all the shitty stuff. <laughs> so we're listening to a black cop being used as propaganda by Fox News against LeBron James. Uh, recruit from the American public, and I can assure you, the vast majority of people they recruit are people who came on with the best of intentions. They're not perfect, but I think their hearts are in the right place. They want to do the right thing. And yes, unfortunately, the negative section exception can get in. I'm not denying that, uh, but for the most part, can uh, you can trust that most officers are just hardworking blue collar people trying to no. be very tough. Nope, 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 nope. That's not always going to be perfect or pretty. We just got stuck. You want to prove that to me, motherfucker? You go arrest some cops. Instead of going on TV and bitching about LeBron James. LeBron James, who has every right to bitch about you, sir. He pays your salary. How dare you go on TV and bitch about LeBron James? Talk about treating and humanizing each other. Arrest some cops, and then we can we can talk. How about that? Because that's your job. But yet, I never see cops arrest other cops. It's always pressure from media organizations, from DAs, from watchdog groups. It's never other cops. That's how I know all cops are bastards. We have to stop the tribalism. We have to stop the dehumanization of each other. Uh, you know, look, our job is... is we had to stop the tribalism, he says. We're not the ones that had the blue code. The thin blue line that went and made their own fucking flag. Talk about tribalism. Holy shit. How dare you, sir, get on TV and preach to me after all the fucking cops have done. Fuck this guy. As humanity is and we're human beings doing it. And if you understand that, you, you'll get it. Um, no cop wakes up in the morning wanting to take somebody's life. I mean, imagine, you know, nobody wants that smoke nowadays. Bullshit. Bullshit. Second decisions. Uh, do we always get it right? Most of the- Oh, shit. Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? Hey, uh, it's it's uh, James. How are you? you? James? What's up, James? Hey, um, I was calling about your comments on um, the Black Lives Matter movement. I Have I made comments about the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, I was calling about your stream, and I said it was very disrespectful to um, the passing of Candace. Excuse, say that again? Candace. Canvas. Candace, stick fit in your mouth. 
<laughs> yes, it can. Is it a nice dick? He didn't answer my question. Got people trying to troll the troll. Did you think that was really going to work out for you? <laughs> oh. But LeBron will not meet with the black cop we just heard from. LeBron James won't sit with cop for a talk because it would destroy the NBA star's narrative. This is according to this civil rights activist that Fox and Friends you know, had on. Too, is he does this is Leo Terrell. Good work. He talks about the schools he... Uh, the schools he started and what he does in the inner city. So he doesn't look past that. They just want to move the conversation forward. And I'm just wondering if what changed over the last few years where he seems to uh, have shut out all outside voices. Well, I'll tell you right now, and, and LeBron does great work as a former school teacher. He has a, a school in, in Akron, an I Promise School, great work. But here's the problem, Brian. The, the- they know what the criticism is going to be back towards them. That's why they're trying to deflate it up front. No, I mean, this is a rhetorical tactic. The Democrats, the far left, and and LeBron has consumed too much Democratic Kool-Aid. They want a race war in the sense that law enforcement is evil. Even though law enforcement is the only defense for people of color and for all people. Every civilized society has a law enforcement. Defending me from what? Versus white game that they're playing and they're using the George... I'm far more scared of the police than I am anybody else. ...out there calling for an execution. Go to Chicago, black-on-black crime, no LeBron, no Al Sharpton, no Ben Crump. It's the race game that they're playing. That's the dumbest argument. We've already addressed that. Well, Leo, you know, the good news is in that... Are you telling me after all these years, nobody has gone on to Fox and pointed out, cops are the government, dude. They work for us. They're not just random murders. Like, we advocate for justice in random murders, but, like, cops are policy. That's a policy issue. If cops are killing people in the streets... You address that with policy. I fucking right wingers are morons. I and it's also like I don't think anybody that's on the screen right now is actually a moron. They just know that their audience is full of fucking morons, and that's why they get to make these arguments. Despite the fact of over the last year, there has been such unrest across the country in the wake of the killing of George Floyd, calling for police reform and to defund the police. Over 60% of the country says that defunding the police is a bad idea because people realize when things go wrong, you need the police. Steve, absolutely correct. You know, no! You know, the Oscar ceremony, you know darn well there were... Thousands of police officers protecting the Democratic elite. But here's the game, going back to what Brian said. The Democrats want to monopolize the race issue. Last year, Tim Scott tried to put through police reform. No good. Calling the cops is what got the girl killed. Republican, and guess who filibustered it? Cory Booker and our vice. Mackay Bryant called the cops for help. 
and is dead now because of it. Isaiah Brown called the cops for help, was on the phone with dispatch while they shot. Oh, oh, wait a minute. He's still alive. Ten bullets in him. He's fighting for his life in critical condition. I'm sorry. It was the other Brown in North Carolina that was fatally shot by the cops. There's, there's so many. I get them confused with this motherfucker. Makes these arguments. Vice President I, Kamala Harris, both black Democrats. That's the game they're playing. I figured it out. That's why I left the Democrats. Uh, wow. That's the game they're playing. I'm glad they brought up Vice President Kamala Harris. Yet another smear job by the New York Post has had to be corrected. The New York Post had to make a correction after it ran a bogus story about Vice President Kamala Harris before they made the edit on Tuesday. Republicans, including Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel, and at least one 2024 presidential hopeful spread the false story. story Of course they did. Any actual evidence that copies of the vice president's children's book titled Superheroes Are Everywhere were being given to migrant kids at a California shelter in their welcome kits. RNC Chair McDaniel tweeted about the story just yesterday saying falsely, quote, after learning officials are handing out Kamala Harris's book, is she profiting from Biden's border crisis, unquote. The answer, of course, is... And, like, this is, this is another one of those things where I'm in the comment sections on Facebook and a right-winger says, like, oh, Kamala Harris selling her books to the, the uh, migrant children. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Had no idea. Because, like, these, these stories exist in this right-wing echo chamber... And they they don't really get out <laughs> until they seep into uh, some publication that has crossover appeal, like the New York Post. Even I fucking show New York Post stories all the time. It's a it's a shit uh, yellow journalism rag of a paper. I. <laughs> I think I heard about this earlier today, but like we, we got to debunk this. We got to find out what's going on with uh, Kamala Harris and these books. But of course, you're, it doesn't matter what the truth is. You're going to hear about it for years to come. CNN's Daniel Dale tracked this down. And it was actually, Daniel, you, you found out just one book that had been donated to one migrant center for kids in California. And all those mendacious tweets from Ronna McDaniel and the lawmakers. Somebody donated a book to a migrant center. With an editor's note. Yeah, so this this whole thing was complete nonsense. This was, according to the city of Long Beach, California, where the shelter is located. Mandy! What is going on? At this new temporary shelter at which all kinds of books were donated, none of which were put in migrants' welcome kits. They were made available in an informal library for the children (laughs) to pick out. Seriously, Rodwares just make shit the fuck up. 
taken by a local photographer of Vice President Harris's children's book on a cot. The Post turned that into copies of Harris's book being given out in these welcome kits. And they even said on the Post Saturday front page, a cover story, they said the books were being given out illegally. So accusing the shelter or someone of law-breaking based wow. on... Now, the Post today temporarily deleted both this story and another story that was related to it. They then republished both of them, making... Raspberry tea! Without calling them corrections, they called them an editor's note, uh, and this time acknowledging it was one book... Well, that's, that's, a, that's a thing about right-wingers, is that Trump pulled all kinds of shit with his books constantly. Uh, there. If you look into why his charity got shut down, they were constantly... Buying Trump merchandise, Trump memorabilia, Trump books and shit like that. The charity was. And then calling them things of value and then holding them as the charity. Fucking. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Now the other right wing scandal... The other supposed scandal that's going on. There may actually be something to this one. I'm not exactly sure. It's something with Iran, John Kerry, Israel. I'm always skeptical when Israel is involved. So let's try to dig in and find out what the facts are in this John Kerry story. Madam President, I rise today on the Senate. Uh, John Kerry, the U.S. Special Envoy for Climate Change, is facing calls from his res- uh, for his resignation from Republican lawmakers and pundits for reportedly discussing Israeli military operations with Iran's foreign minister when he served as then-President Obama's Secretary of State. Republican blowback is running the gamut from calling for Kerry to leave his position as the top official addressing climate change to calling for an investigation and his prosecution. Biden administration officials are dismissing the allegations, saying the information Kerry allegedly shared was widely known at the time. Senator Dan Sullivan called for Kerry's resignation in a floor speech, one of several senators to do so on Monday. The New York Times and other outlets reported on Monday that leaked audio recorded in March captured Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif saying that Kerry told him Israel had attacked Iran's interests in Syria at least 200 times. Zarif reportedly expressed astonishment at the revelation. Zarif did not say when Kerry, who served as Secretary of State between 2013 and 2017, made the admission. Kerry categorically denied the allegation in a Monday evening tweet, saying this never happened, either when I was Secretary of State or since. Oh, the the paintings with Trump? State Department spokesperson Ned Price would not comment on the comments of the reportedly leaked audio. That's a hell of a sentence. Would not comment on the comments of the reportedly leaked audio. But appeared to dismiss that the Iranian foreign minister's astonishment was genuine. 
I would just make the broad point that if you go back and look at press reporting from the time, this certainly was not secret. And governments that were involved were speaking to this publicly on the record. This was according to Price in a uh, briefing on Monday. An Israeli official in 2018 confirmed that Israel had struck 200 Iranian targets in Syria, the first public admission of a covert campaign that was long suspected to be carried out by Israel. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, since the outbreak of the Syrian civil war in 2011, had re- had raised alarm that Iran was exploiting the conflict. To ex- He's one to talk about exploiting a conflict. My God. Raised the alarm that Iran was exploiting the conflict to expand its own operations in the region and publicly stated frequently that Israel would act to prevent weapons transfers to Lebanese Hezbollah, which is backed by Iran. I know, how's he? Not only is he still alive, he's still in power. The man has been going through like a, a, a career-ending scandal for at least the last five or six years and is still in power and his government is stronger than ever right now. It amazes me. Multiple corruption investigations in the net. I think he's under indictment currently. It's insane. Yeah, he's being he's being backed by a few huge countries, a lot of American money. And the US right wing and a good portion of the Democratic Party, unfortunately. Now, we have seen two examples. The Kerry story and the VP Harris story spread like wildfire on social media. Just complete fabrications by right-wingers. But according to right-wingers, the problem is is that we're trying to stamp out those fabrications. Here's Josh Hawley. I'd just like to come back to you, if I could, because I think you just said something in response to Senator Durbin. That's very- this was a... Senate hearing on social media. I don't know exactly who he's talking to. Somebody from Facebook or Twitter or some shit. Maybe we'll find out. Very, very important. You talked about the business model of the companies, all of the companies that are up before us today. And in fact, all of the dominant platforms and, and the maybe point, alphabet point I think is I'd like to, you to elaborate on it. The business model of these companies is addiction. The business model of these companies is advertising, which takes place by getting more and more. Jesus fucking Christ, Josh Hawley, that's capitalism. That is any fucking product under a paradigm of exponential growth. That's beer, that's cigarettes, that's fucking, that's every fucking thing. Any kind of restaurant, any fucking product. Literally, the argument you are making applies to anything under a capitalist system, Senator Hawley. More users to spend more and more time online so that 
these companies can gather more and more personal information about them to sell them more and more stuff. Right? It's an attention treadmill. It's an addiction economy. That's the Sony wants to keep me on the PS5 longer and longer so they can sell me more stuff. Netflix wants to keep me on Netflix longer. Like it's everybody's business model. It's Fox News's business model. It's every television network. Oh my God, you're st- fucking. Oh, I hate right wingers. They are so goddamn stupid. This man, this man went to Harvard too. So like, he has to know. He has, he has to be smarter than this the design that's by design they didn't wander into it it wasn't an accident it wasn't oops how do we end up here they designed it this way addiction is the design you've written a lot about this you produced as you've referenced a a documentary about this can you just tell us more about this core business model of these dominant platforms yes uh thank you and and I, i would actually see that there's so many of the ways that these platforms work actually comes from that original business model. So I literally remember in the early... The pharmaceutical industry, you're exactly right. Everything, every industry under a capitalist paradigm operates that way. You know, um, you can follow any user. Why did they invent this follow model? Let's just ask it that way. Why are we following each other here and there? Because what it does is it creates this treadmill where every day or two, you see you've got two more people who followed you. And that creates what's kind of like a viral bait, right? It's like a clickbait that gets you to come back into the service to see, oh, what's that person? What do they want to follow me for? So they're preying on each other's social validation. And then they have this AI that sits on top that tries to predict, well, which users could we get to follow whom? If you want to say the problem's gone away, Facebook right now... The, right yes, now, the problem is the algorithm. The increase of uh, su- suggested users you may know. By the way, this is in the film, The Social Dilemma, when one of the AIs sort of twirls the mustache and says, could we invite them, could we get them to invite more friends? Well, that's actually literally what they're doing right now, which is they're saying, here's some channels, here's some people you might want to follow, and they're very good at predicting that next person. I've even done this myself because I've got a supercomputer pointed at my brain saying, yeah, this is your old friend that you might actually know. And it creates, again, this treadmill. It's all about getting us to come back. And it's really almost like a digital drug war because if you're a child and you saw the social dilemma and you say, hey, I'm going to uncheck, uh, you know, pull out of these services for a while. Have you ever tried taking uh, taking down your Facebook account or uh, not using Instagram for a week? You'll notice they dial up how aggressively, like a digital drug lord, to, to show you more notifications and more emails. You'll send you more and more emails. Each of Push the- notifications, yes. Do Everybody that. does it. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. Techniques, again, from the kind of persuasive uh i get a thousand goddamn emails a day in the tech industry really learned again not because these people are evil just a little bit by bit you do what works and then it keeps turning into this treadmill and it sort of turns us all into attention vampires that want attention from other people yeah attention vampires is a great term and the the amount of control that this business model then gives these companies over our lives is absolutely unbelievable there's that infamous experiment that facebook ran on its users in 2014 half a million users to see if it could depress them or change their moods by tweaking the algorithm that then would refer the content that they saw of course and and the amazing and, and extremely scary thing is that they could they could in fact well, of course they could. Users' moods. They could, in fact, change how they. It makes perfect sense. About the day, or felt about a particular story, or felt about a particular event by tweaking their algorithm because they control. They Facebook control what their users see. They control the interactions. Uh, they increasingly control how much time people spend online. You know, it really. These companies say that they're about social media, but really. But it's the wildest thing about this is his movement couldn't exist outside of that structure, though. 
right wing philosophy isn't popular in any way, shape, or form. It it has grown thanks to the very thing Holly is railing against right now. They once were, right? I mean, they used to be social media networks. Back in 2006, when Facebook first introduced the news feed, there's this great post that Mark Zuckerberg wrote called Calm Down, Breathe, We Hear You, in which he assured users that the introduction of this new thing called the news feed would be not a very big deal. He says, we've been getting a lot of feedback about many feed and news feed. We think they're great products, but we know that many of you are not immediate fans. There's an understatement. For those who are worried about privacy, he went on, nothing you do is being broadcast, right? Rather, it is being shared with people who are about what you do, your friends. Of course, what turns out to be true is it's not your friends who he's concerned about. It's advertisers. And who they're sharing this personal information with is advertisers who are in yes. the business of trying to manipulate yes. the users. So let me just ask you this, Mr. Harris. These companies have been able to do this. They've been able to manipulate content. They've been able to to push particular content to users. They've been able to, to try and interfere with their users' own moods in large part. I, but they, they have they have ta- taken advantage of it. That's why I'm wondering that. Here's my question. Why should any platform that engages in algorithmic amplification or behavioral advertising, why should they get the Section 230 immunity? Why, sh- why shouldn't we just remove Section 230 immunity for any platform that engages in behavioral advertising or algorithmic amplification? Hmm. That's an interesting thought process, but I'm 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 of the opinion that if you remove 230, like they're just going to censor anything that's even remotely controversial. My show will go completely away if they remove 230. Other than hosting it on a WordPress site or some shit and doing it myself. That's that's honest to God. That that is what will happen if 230 goes away. Is 230 perfect? No. By no stretch of the imagination. But I mean, like Hey, if you want Facebook to just be all kitten videos and and recipes, and sure, I guess that's that's how you go about it. Maybe I that doesn't sound bad actually, but I I enjoy trolling an awful lot and calling people dumb fucks. Speaking of dumb fucks, you remember Rick Santorum? Rick Santorum being called on to resign over comments he made a couple of weeks ago. At a conservative event, Rick Santorum said America was built off nothing, ignoring the existence of, or of Native Americans. We we have the we have the video here. I think. Critics want former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum fired from his role as a CNN political commentator after recent comments he made at a conservative youth organization. Santorum had stated, "quote There was nothing here." I mean, oh no 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 no! Hold on, it's in it's in the article. My bad, my bad. Here's the video. Here are the comments from Rick Santorum. By the way, Rick Santorum. Any other country in the world is the uh, the. Dictionary definition of Rick Santorum is the frothy mix of lube and 
spit and fecal matter that accumulates while having anal sex. If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled. That's the Santorum. Predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe. And they always get that wrong, too. No, 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 they they were upset that the church wasn't being harsh enough. And they came over here to be assholes. That's one of those that's one of those things that gets mixed up in history. They were upset that what was it fucking like Charles was getting divorced and shit Henry, whatever the I'm I'm not good with that fucking time period of history. Whatever it was that split the church and the reformation and all that shit, so they're they're like, yeah, we're out of here. We want to go be Puritans. And they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles. I say Judeo-Christian, the Mosaic laws, Ten Commandments, and the teachings of Jesus Christ, the morale, the morals and, and teachings of Jesus Christ. That's that's what these motherfuckers don't even believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "Give everything you own to the or sell everything." Oh, did I get it wrong? What did I get wrong? I I very well could be wrong. <laughs> I know nothing about that period of history. <laughs> but, oh, not me. Okay. Oh, of course Santorum is wrong. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure the Puritans came over here because England wasn't being uh, strict enough. God damn. Of course Santorum's wrong. That was based on Judeo-Christian principles. I say Judeo-Christian, the Mosaic laws, Ten Commandments, and the teachings of Jesus Christ. The morale, the morals and, and teachings of Jesus Christ. That's that's what our founding documents are based upon. No, they're not! It's in our DNA. They're based upon like Locke and Hobbes, you motherfucker. China and Turkey and Voltaire. China. They've all sort of changed over time i mean they've been they've been there for sent for millennia what's the what's the quote is it is it pain or is it jefferson i'm i'm not up to the the founding documents are in no way it might be adams actually no way shaped by christian thought there's a there's a fucking quote out there by one of the founders i think it was adams now that i'm stoned i don't fucking know what do, what do you guys look that up for me? In many cases. And their culture has sort of evolved over time. But not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We, we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there was nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but, it, but candidly, that, that, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. It, it was born of the people who... I mean, he's not wrong, but there's a reason for that, that you are leaving out Rick Santorum. He's actually absolutely correct in what he's... (laughs) We came here and fucking leveled the fucking place. (laughs) Committed mass genocide. Yes, there is not much Native American culture in American culture... Because fucking white people wiped them out, you asshole. 
We created a blank slate. That's exactly... He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean... I assume Rick Santorum is not a dumb motherfucker. He just knows that the people that follow him are dumb motherfuckers. We created a blank slate. (laughs) Wow. Pursuing religious liberty to practice their faith, to live as they ought to live. Practice their faith of genocide. Religious liberty. Those are the two bulwarks of America. Faith and freedom. I mean, you hear it all the time now. Faith and freedom, faith and freedom. But it is what makes America unique in the world. What makes America unique in the world is like fucking cop killings and mass shootings. (laughs) Literally the only thing that makes us unique in the world. Oh, we used to be top of the charts in COVID, but we fall in a couple of spaces just because India's done such a bad job. Brazil, the CDC issuing new guidelines today. Fully vaccinated people don't need to wear masks outside. The guidelines come as more than nearly 29% of the people in the U.S. have been fully vaccinated and more than 42% have received at least one dose. Theocracies are not unique. Yes, yes, the the Constitution being a secular document. You are right, Tones, but that's not one of the things that Santorum holds up as what makes this country great. Fifteen governors so far have let their state orders requiring people to wear face coverings in public expire, according to U.S. News. I think more have done so since this article was written nine hours ago. I know of multiple cities such as Knoxville who are letting their mask ordinance expire later today. The guidance applies to fully vaccinated individuals, which health officials classify as two weeks after the second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines and two weeks after the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Vaccinated people can unmask while doing physical activities outdoors alone or with members of your household, like walking, running, hiking, or biking, attending a small outdoor gathering, either with fully vaccinated people or a mixture of vaccinated and unvaccinated people. That seems weird. Dining in an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households. Current guidelines on vaccinated people indoors and traveling still apply. Yes, but it can be hard to assess every individual's risk for severe COVID-19 in mass public spaces or intimate public settings, the agency says, and ask vaccinated people to wear masks in situations like Crowded outdoor events like live performances, parades, or sporting events. Indoor spaces like a barber or hair salon. Attending a full capacity service at a house of worship. Visiting an uh, uncrowded indoor shopping mall or museum. As if shopping malls are ever fucking crowded. 
President Biden will also mention the guidelines in remarks later on Tuesday, according to CNN. Speaking of Biden in remarks, we're going to hear from the POTUS tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, you know, the Troll Patrol is going to be streaming the Biden joint session of Congress. It will be his first address to a joint session. Of course, we're going to be coming on at our normal time. We'll pick up Biden whenever he starts at around 9 p.m. Eastern. About this time tomorrow night. Brandy Parker McFadden sits at her Vanderbilt hospital bed in Nashville, Tennessee, unable to stand. The mother of three received her second Pfizer COVID shot on April the 16th. Hours later, an unusual sensation started in her legs. Her husband, James, knew something was terribly wrong. James rushed Brandy to the emergency room at Vanderbilt. And then the unimaginable happened. Let's let's actually, let's hear from uh, Brandy here. Second dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, she was unable to move from the neck down. As News 2's Alex Dennis shows us, she is encouraging others to advocate for their health. It's just like the worst nightmare <laughs> I can ever imagine. Brandy Parker McFadden. I, I am encouraging everyone and advocating for their health that you should get vaccinated is confined to her hospital bed at Vanderbilt. Can you walk right here? No, I can't walk. Less than this might have nothing to do with that shot. It could be a freak occurrence that does have something to do with that shot. From her shoulders down. I thought maybe, if anything, I'd probably get like flu-like symptoms because I'd already had COVID, but I never in a million years thought I would never be able it can, uh, go to the bathroom. The fact that she already had COVID, it could be something with the long COVID. Oh, I, I, I have been thinking, should I look up the TV station and find out if it's a Sinclair station? I would almost assume that it is. Well, that's the reason I wanted to play it. Be like, there could be a million reasons why a, a hyperactive immune response. It could exact. It could be a lot of things. So as I said, it could have nothing to do with the shot. It could it could be a freak occurrence having to do with the shot. One in fucking millions of people might have some freak occurrence. It could be a combination of things. Could be contaminations in that particular place. You're right. Stand up and hug my kids. The usually active mother of three is speaking out, not with the intent of causing fear. I'm not saying don't get your vaccine. I'm just saying that COVID is really real. And still really new, she continues, including the vaccine, which is why she feels any possible adverse side effect should be investigated, even if it is extremely rare. There's been, I don't know how many people have been vaccinated and been fine, right? But we have to tell everything otherwise over 200 million now brandy advocates for women's health on a daily basis following a diagnosis of epilepsy she created a nonprofit called my epilepsy story now her fight has shifted from her hospital room warning of other women with similar wait to hers. we do know there have been a couple of cases a couple other women um but those women did not did she have epilepsy after the shot 
She created a website while she was paralyzed in the hospital? Or she had epilepsy before? And this could have something to do with the epilepsy, but if she's had like some sort of onset uh, epilepsy episodes, there could be something more going on with this woman. I hope she gets the care that she needs. Vanderbilt is an extremely good hospital, so hopefully... You are receiving magnificent care, ma'am. She applauds the investigation into the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which involved six women and rare blood clots. And she's hoping research will be done into these cases of paralysis. This is why I say we need government funding and NIH for all these things. Her husband, James, is also encouraging anyone with rare reactions to speak up. Well, hell yeah, she's on the right side. Our family and us. But this is bigger than us. In the meantime, Brandy is focused on the positive. I have gotten some movement in my toes, which is she's on. She she's for Medicare for all, all apparently. Alex Dennis, News Two. We reached out to Pfizer. The company spoke to us by phone. They said they are closely monitoring side effects. Yeah, I was not expecting her to come to that conclusion. To date, more than 200 million people around the world have been vaccinated with our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is important to note that serious adverse events that are unrelated to the vaccine are unfortunately likely to occur at a similar rate as they would in the general population. <laughs> I'm with you, Mergen. That's where I thought it was going. And she's like, oh, this shows why we need a national health care system. Bravo, you are correct. And why we need to uh, take things like vaccines out of corporations' hands. 15 Oregon counties move into extreme risk category. Now, we looked at a map the other day of where COVID was accelerating, and the Northwest was one of the areas. Also in Michigan, the rest of the country seemed to level out, but there were pockets of it that were accelerating. I wonder if that is because of variants. One of the first places we found cases of the original COVID-19 was in Washington. Governor Brown announced Tuesday that due to the rapid spread of COVID-19 in Oregon, 15 counties will move to the extreme risk level effective Friday. The Portland area that includes Clackamas and Multonmouth counties. I'm sorry if I fucked those counties up. Sorry. In addition, nine counties will be in the high-risk level, four at moderate risk. The governor also announced that outdoor capacity limits for bars, restaurants, and other sectors will be raised from 50 to 100 people in extreme-risk counties. That's cool. That they're, they're closing down indoor dining, but opening up more outdoor dining, which is cool now that things are warm. Oregon pronounces things wrong anyway. Cool. Awesome. Governor Brown's office says she is also partnering with lawmakers to approve a $20 million small business emergency relief package to immediately support impacted businesses in extreme risk counties. So good on her. Meanwhile, across the nation, we got some dumb fucks running a school. This is a private school in Florida says they won't employ vaccinated teachers. 
<laughs> this is from the Miami uh, Associated Press, a private school founded by an anti-vaccination activist in South Florida has warned teachers and staff against taking the COVID-19 vaccine, saying it will not employ anyone who has received the shot. The Sittner Academy in Miami sent a notice to parents on Monday informing them of a new policy for its two campuses of about 300 students from pre-kindergarten through 8th grade. Teachers or staff who have already taken the vaccine were told to continue reporting to school but to stay separated from students. Sittner stood by the decision Tuesday in a statement sent to the Associated Press, which featured the biologically impossible claim that unvaccinated women have experienced miscarriages and other reproductive problems just by standing in proximity to vaccinated people. Holy shit! Oh, that was great. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? If I was an employee there, that is the last place I would want to be unvaccinated. Fuck. Remember a few weeks ago, we reported about a concert. They did a test concert in Spain. No sign of infection after test concert. Six people tested positive within 14 days of attending the gig in Barcelona, but the incidence was lower than that seen in the general population. Around 5,000 music fans took part in the experiment after testing negative for COVID-19. Revelers wore masks but did not have to socially distance. Of the six people who tested positive... Researchers concluded that four of them were infected elsewhere, not at the event itself. Spanish authorities let the show featuring the band Love of Lesbian go ahead as part of a research project. The rate of infection among attendees was half the rate of the people of the same age in Barcelona. There is no sign that suggests transmission took place during the event. Infectious disease specialist Joseph Maria uh, Libre told a news conference on Tuesday. The band involved in the experiment, Love of Lesbian, thanked the event's organizers and scientific advisors. A similar two-day experiment took place in the Netherlands in March with around 1,500 people. So there you go. I, I believe there were... 50,000 people in New Zealand over the weekend in one of the largest public gatherings since the coronavirus pandemic began. All right, so today is the anniversary of something that I didn't know much about until I moved to Alabama, and I found it rather interesting, so I'm going to share it with you guys. In 2011, on April 20 or uh, on April 27th, 2011, there was a super outbreak of tornadoes. Prior to the spring, uh, prior to the spring of 2011, the record number of tornadoes in a single month was 542, set in 2004. 
Well, the record for April was only 267. This one super outbreak that lasted over 24 hours had 362 confirmed tornadoes. Multiple Category 5s. A powerful low-pressure system combined with moist and unstable atmospheric conditions to produce this now infamous tornado outbreak. Between April 25th, I'm sorry, yeah, over 24 hours, I said. Between April 25th and the 28th, hundreds of tornadoes violently struck the southeastern United States, resulting in roughly $12 billion in damages. 321 people died. This system spawned three EF-5 tornadoes in only a four-day span in addition to 12 EF-4s and 21 EF-3s. There's a before and after picture from Tuscaloosa. We're going to see... uh, I have a video. It is fucking wild. Of one of the... I think it's one of the uh, EF-5s. That went through Tuscaloosa. No, that was the EF4. So there's the map of all the confirmed tornadoes from that outbreak. Like, holy fucking shit! 751 confirmed during the month. So here is. Cell phone video from Tuscaloosa. Just one of the 62 tornadoes on April the 27th. Almost exactly 10 years ago today. So you see it like completely forming right now. It's getting ready to pick up steam. Not good at all. Once again, this was from Tuscaloosa. Almost 10 years ago, like to the minute. During a super outbreak of tornadoes. 
2011. And that is wild video. This outbreak took place over three days. Ravaged the Southeast. This is just one of the 62 that day alone. This is an EF4. And that's what I've, like, I've never seen, like, this shit come off of them like that. Which I've never, I haven't seen that many tornadoes. There's actually a a map, I believe AL.com has the map that just shows the lines like color-coded by which tornado is which. It's just going through the whole southeast. If you are interested in learning more, definitely look that up. The National Weather Service also has a page dedicated to memorializing a lot of the weather reports of this day and really detailing exactly what happened. Look at how fucking big that thing is. You can see the, the power is flickering all in and out at the O'Charlies there. Uh, that woman got out of her car, but I don't, I don't think you're supposed to do that, are you? Or if you do, you're supposed to get in a ditch or some shit? They look like they're a little ways away from it. This is footage from the largest super outbreak of tornadoes in the United States taking place 10 years ago today this is from Tuscaloosa one of them came up the mountain where I live you go down the trails on the mountain and you can see where the tornado came up the mountain it is fucking freaky.
But I mean, we can expect more of this thanks to climate change. The atmosphere is going to keep producing stronger and stronger storms. Tucker's huge. $12 billion worth of damage it did all over the Southeast United States. That was a, we saw the before and after pictures. That was that was the tornado right there from the before and after pictures I showed earlier. That's the damage that that motherfucker did. All right, that is going to do it for me tonight. If you are watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to $27. I haven't rated him in a while. Do click on his channel. Be sure to give him the credit for the views. Wow, indeed. Seriously, go look up the Wikipedia page for that outbreak. 2011 super outbreak. There's, there is so much shit that will blow your mind. All right, guys, go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. We'll see you tomorrow night for Joe Biden's joint address to Congress.